All right, so before we start, I just, if you want to roll up here, I want to show you something that I thought was kind of cool. I, uh, I was going to just show you this before we started recording, but I'm like, yeah, why not? We'll throw it on the show. So uh, I don't usually pay attention to podcast numbers very much because I feel like it's just, it's not very accurate anyway. And it's, if anything, it's just kind of demoralizing. Like you should just do podcasts because they're fun to do and not worry about if people are listening to it or whatever, because what number is ever going to be enough anyway? So I'm just like, whatever, I just do it. But I just happened to be on my little feed burner thing the other day that just shows roughly how different podcasts are going. So you can see like there's a huge disparity between podcasts people actually listen to and the ones they don't. Like there's the Last of Us book that I am doing an audiobook for that I wrote. That's the the movie podcast me and Ray do. That's my writing podcast. But then you see these ones like this was like a wrestling podcast and a politics one I did with one of my friends and video game thing like you know, it's obvious which ones people listen to and which ones nobody listens to. Yeah. But then, if we scroll up to the Calling Home podcast, which has recently converted into watching the old TV shows podcast, ta-da! There's actually people that are subscribed to this podcast. So it's like not as much as my no. heavy hitters, but it's way more than these fucking loser ones. <laughs> so I was just like, oh, that's pretty cool. Like, I guess it's just that, uh, I mean, before when I was just calling home, it was mostly, I think, just like my Toronto friends that wanted to know what I was up to. It was pretty specific, you know. It was just an excuse for me to call. I think now that we're doing this, like watching old TV shows, I think it's a little bit easier for people to actually have uh, an so inroad. So when did, uh, so the old calling home, how many were on that? Like, how, what was the number? I mean, I think it was one of these, like, sad okay. times. <laughs> just like, because <laughs> like, I think I could literally, like, count like I probably knew all the people that were listening to that podcast and now it's you know actual people so I'm like all right man cool so I just thought I'd point that out that's pretty cool I was thinking too maybe it's because of the Buffy podcast you know we did the one week where uh we did the Buffy musical that I and then the Buffy podcast no longer fucking exists so probably some people from that wandered on over but I just thought that was neat like again now I'll just not look at this again for a year because who cares but but it's just it's a little (laughs) bit nice to know somebody gives a shit because okay. you really can't take it for granted. Like, as you can see with these other podcasts that I had that failed, when people don't give a shit, they really don't give a <laughs> shit. Like, literally no one is listening to some of those podcasts. So, uh, you know, of course I don't do them anymore. <laughs> what was the point of that? <laughs> so anyway, so that's pretty nice. That's pretty cool. And now we'll just assume, we'll just presume that that's going to keep on rocketing straight to the moon forever and never look at it again because fuck it, you know. It's like better not to get too... Uh, obsessed with the numbers because it's doesn't actually mean anything who cares you know but so this week last week we started with fabian of the yard but then we jumped ship to dragnet oh that's right we're doing fabian of the yard tonight so since we already had fabian of the yard lined up i thought i'm like oh, i already got it all set for this week but i realized when i got here today i didn't take any notes for fabian of the yard i totally forgot <laughs> so but it doesn't seem like there's that much to it so i'm just going to read it right off the wikipedia page because there's only a few highlight things here First off, so I guess anyone who didn't hear last week, so Dragnet is based on American true crimes, and uh, they would just kind of recreate them, make a little show about them, try to do it in a relatively realistic fashion. It started in 1951. This show, Fabian of the Yard, started in 54, so it's a little bit later, and it's the British equivalent. It's similar thing. It's based on real crimes, but it's Scotland Yard. And I was thinking, like, uh, like I wonder if they're going to be heavier hitter type like bigger crimes because i thought scotland yard was like the fbi 
I didn't realize till just today, looking it up, that I'd never, I don't know what Scotland Yard is. <laughs> but it turns out, according to Wikipedia, Scotland Yard isn't anything, first off. It's just a uh, turn of phrase for the Metropolitan Police, which is the uh, territorial police force responsible for all 32 boroughs of London. So it's pretty big. It's London. But it is the equivalent of, like, you know, that show, mm. I think, was... Uh, Why do they call it Scotland Yard, though? I have no idea. Why yeah. Scotland? Why not London Yard? That's a, England I mean, Yard. British Yard. Okay, well, let's see. The name derives from the location of the original Metropolitan Police headquarters at 4 Whitehall Place, which had a rear entrance on a street called Great Scotland Yard. So, uh, okay. so no reason, just the name of the street. <laughs> <laughs> But it's understandable why I was confused, because you would think Scotland Yard must involve an entire country, presumably Scotland, but it doesn't. It's just London. Yeah, (laughs) the street's called Scotland, and there's the yard, so Scotland Yard. (laughs) Sure, why not? Yeah, you know. So, uh, yeah, because we were noticing with Dragnet that it was like, the one we watched was a particularly low-key crime. So uh, we'll see about this one. But, but Dragnet. Yeah. Scotland Yard. What's the name of the street? Scotland. No, we're in the yard. Scotland Yard. Well, not to mention, yeah, I mean, the name of the show, Fabian of the Yard, because it's based on Robert Fabian, detective from Scotland Yard. <laughs> so, I mean, you get what's on the tin, right? Uh, so, and I was theorizing last week that, uh, you know, they did millions of episodes of Dragnet, like almost 40 a year. And a lot of these British shows we've been watching have only been a few per year. But this show actually is more similar to the dragnet method where they put out 30 episodes all in a row 30 weeks in a row and then there was a bit of delays and you know the last five or six took a little while to come out but basically it essentially ran for one year at a breakneck pace so (laughs) very similar to dragnet even in that sense and the other couple little interesting things so it's about genuine crimes that took place between the 20s and the early 50s usually murder I guess the only other thing that's kind of notable is it was shot on film and they took three of the early episodes, put them together and uh, put those out as a movie in movie theaters, which again was mostly because, like we're always saying, uh, the majority of the population did not have a home television. So since it's shot on film and it looks slick, just put it in the theaters so people can go watch it. And I guess that seems like about all we really need to know. Okay, well, let's, uh, let's check it out and see how it differs from Dragnet. Cool. And there were, yeah, quite a few of these kicking around on YouTube, so I just grabbed the first one that I saw. I don't know what it's called. It seems weird, too, to me, like, when they got their little bobby outfits on, that, like, that really is what the police look like. It's not just from cartoons and stuff. hoping there'd be a little more info about the real crime because it still seems like kind of fanciful mm. and yeah i don't see any uh nothing where you put in just uh the bathtub murders yeah or the episode is called the executioner but there's uh no, nothing coming up well i think i enjoy dragnet better yeah, I think no question Dragnet was better. And that's, uh, I'm surprised, yeah, because again, I just have this idea of British TV that uh, maybe is not totally accurate. Of uh, Like, yeah, this felt way more like like what other shows at the time were, but like the, the stage show type mm. thing. Mm-hmm. 
So yeah, like the police side was pretty similar, all the way up to the real Fabian at the end, stressing that routine police work is really what got this case closed, nothing fancy. But Dragnet really wasn't fancy. It was like, here's just the cops doing their stuff, and you know, they run into some funny clerks or whatever. But it, uh, it didn't even dwell on the criminals, really. They were just some no-good criminals who uh, and got And it finished off at the ending of, of how it was resolved. Like, uh, this guy's gone to a, a nut house, basically. Right. And the other guys, they went through each of them, what their court decision was. But Dragnet was more entertaining. Yeah, and yeah, like this one, yeah, like where I knew things were going wrong is like, it's already a little weird that that the British side of things is just more fancy pants. Everyone's got their tweed suits on and they're smoking their pipes and talking all fancy and let's go to the blah, 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 and whatever. But then when they cut to the killer, like there's no mystery about the killer. They're like, all right, here's the killer. He's talking to the picture of his dead son and he's monologuing out loud about like, I've gotten five of the six son and soon I'll have them all for your birthday. We'll kill them all. And as if that wasn't enough, the next time he shows up, or there's a lot of, uh, narration which dragnet also did of like from the police side but then this had police narration but then the criminal gets his own narration <laughs> and it's like at this point it's like magical yeah feeling it's more to... like uh, they were more into the like the psychological part as to why this man was like he was whereas in dragnet it was just these were bad guys yeah and the good guys the cops were going to get them and how they did it and it was, like, extremely... I mean, I guess these all are based on real crimes, presumably. I don't see why they would lie about it. But uh, the dragnet crime was beyond believable. It was almost mundane. It's, like, just these four idiots who are crossing state lines and robbing places and just being, you know, whatever, nutso idiots. Uh, where this guy, yeah, it's, like, this elaborate thing of, like, his son drowned at a church picnic. It's just like Friday the 13th, actually, where Pamela Voorhees saw Jason Voorhees get killed and, oh, those no-good camp counselors didn't do anything to save my little Jason. Exactly the same. Those kids could have saved my son, but they didn't. And now I'll drown them the same way my son drowned. And it's like, that just feels like bad writing. It just feels <laughs> like a corny character. <laughs> and I guess it's real. I don't know. But, yeah, it almost would have been better if they didn't focus on the criminal. Because the more we focus on him and his internal monologue, the dumber it seems. Like, if we just stayed on the police side... That might be a little interesting of like, why did he do it? You know, and then at the end, they could piece it together or something. Yeah, they could have some resolution at the end. when they Like when they say he went to the insane asylum, they could have had a little narration explaining that this, this was a man who never could come to grips with this and blah, blah. But no, they actually have to show us this nutty man roaming around. Yeah. At his son's grave. There was no mystery. There was, there, there, that was the thing. There was no mystery as yeah. to why things were happening because they well they introduced us to the guy like right off the bat and yeah the opposite of of that dragnet naturalism of like he's literally like stroking his son's tombstone and like <laughs> we'll get them all soon where i was saying like yeah this is like a few years before psycho man psycho talk about deft compared to this right <laughs> like it's like this sneaky cool thing of like oh there is no mom and he's crazy and whatever where this was just like here it is here's a plate full of a crazy guy I have fun <laughs> digesting that so yeah surprisingly uh surprisingly lame <laughs> compared to dragnet and yeah. i didn't super love dragnet but it was a lot better than this yeah I, I was i wasn't expecting this one to 
I, I figured that they would show us a whole lot of the details of how they solved the crime, but that we would not be party to knowing who, who this guy was until yeah. the very end when they resolved it. Just, is, just like just like it would be for them. Yeah. Uh, but no, we knew right from the beginning who he was and that he was crazy. And it was just a matter of, okay, yawn, yawn. How are they going to figure it out now? <laughs> yeah, and like Dragnet too, yeah, really did lean more on like what the police experience is like. And again, because it was a lower key crime maybe, but it was just a Dragnet. Just let's just go interview a bunch of people at these flop houses and eventually we'll track down these guys. Where this one... So they had their, like, pin board, like, okay, here's the flags of the different people and blah, blah, blah. But then I was saying when we watched it, like, it reminded me a lot of in Hopalong Cassidy. They just happened to talk to the school teacher that just happens to know, oh, yeah, so-and-so happens to have this cabin out at the edge of town. Just millions of happenstances because they yeah. talked to one person. Same thing here. Like, I did not feel like their routine police work did nearly as much as blind super luck <laughs> you know they just happen to talk to the one right person it was like well they've got to fit it into a certain time frame too so whereas in dragnet we kind of got more of the time frame that it takes to resolve these kind of things in this one there was no time frame it was all really quick how yeah. they figured out that uh, it was something from the past it was something in a schoolyard it was something they were all connected by Similar birth dates. Uh, well, that's what's weird, all too. All to the same school. All went to the same Sunday school. All went, very quickly, all that kind of stuff came to fruition. But how would they know that, you and know, if you're so gonna, quickly? And if you're going to focus to this degree on the crazy dad, they didn't actually clear up anything. Why, why did he wait? They said it was 12 years ago that this kid died. Why now? What's the significance of the 28th birthday? Why did this all kick off now? Like, we don't really know anything more about this guy. Well, only that he, uh, they did say that he had trouble locating all these people. Oh, okay. And then he found them all immediately yeah, <laughs> together. He found them all immediately, one yeah. Big, one big batch. But yeah, like, that's one thing, yeah, again, definitely, this gives me a lot more respect for Dragnet the more I think about it. Because even, uh, yeah, like, oh no... The, the last murder, I've got to get over there right away, like all these TV cliches, where Dragnet was, again, almost mundane of like, they got to hang out, staking out the stupid flop house, waiting for the criminals to come back. And then only half of them come back. So they're like, oh, all right, I guess back in the linen closet, let's wait for the other two to show up. And they didn't, <laughs> and they didn't immediately end up at that hotel where the drunk guy had such a huge part to play. They showed them very quickly going to, oh, they went to at least four different places trying to pin those guys down. So that was more realistic. No, I, I found Dragnet highly entertaining as compared to this. Yeah, no, no question. Way Plus better. Plus they threw in the little tongue-in-cheek, uh, the little jokes and the little, you know, as you would. Uh, if you're involved in something quite intense, you'd, you know, you'd have a few little off-color jokes occasionally to lighten up the... Uh, situation, which that's just life. These guys, you know, there was none of that. Yeah. You know, they, this was serious business. They were just getting right to it. Yeah, there was like one business. one little joke near the start. And, and yeah, that's about it. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I'm surprised. But I guess, uh, I guess that's what this is all about, right? We're learning about <laughs> different TV stuff. But I guess maybe it's that, uh, again, you know, when England is at their best when they have these small series that are six or eight episodes. When they do 30 in a row, it's like, well, I guess it's not going to be the and best. And if I was watching TV in an evening and I had a choice between Dragnet and Fabian of the Yard, I would take Dragnet. Yeah. 
Yeah, like and the, like that thing of uh, you know based on the dragnet formula. Like I was saying when we were watching it, I think they mean that only in the sense that they're based on true crimes, and they're ostensibly about how nut and bolts police work is what gets you there. But dragnet was clearly the guy had his own ideas about what he wanted his show to be like. Where Fabian of the Yard is like, let's just what do TV, what does TV do? What's a TV show do? Uh, just corny voiceovers and uh, dramatic monologues okay do all that <laughs> like it wasn't blazing any new ground it's just like here's what tv is in 1955 so let's do that so fabian of the yard one thing though that made me think of this has nothing to do with with the show but uh, just how he was smoking at the start with his pipe and stuff i just ran into this recently of uh i never noticed this at the time but do you remember there was a, a japanese comic i used to read called maison Okoku. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. Where, yeah, it was like a boarding house, and it was like the the manager of the boarding house kind of had a fling with the one dude who lived in the house, and then there was a bunch of wacky other people that live in the house. So I started reading it again after all these years, and it takes place in the 80s in Japan, and I never noticed this at the time, but everyone is smoking all the time. Like, the main characters don't smoke, but everybody else is always pulling out a cigarette. And as I'm reading, it just keeps escalating. Or it's like, okay, they're smoking in the apartment, sure. Oh, now the kid's home, but they're still just smoking. Then they're at the hospital, because one of the characters broke their leg. Everyone's pulling out the cigarettes. (laughs) And I just got to a point where, later in the series, the main dude starts teaching at a kindergarten. And they don't smoke directly where the kids are but as soon as it's nap time and the teachers go in the next room over they all pull out cigarettes <laughs> and i'm like man i never noticed this at the time but and i mean even now japan had a lot of smoking but i guess in the 80s it was just a freaking yeah. disaster well see in the, in the 80s in north america we were starting to kind of be anti-smoking but when you go back to the 50s and the 60s my god everybody's got a cigarette <laughs> And I guess even in the 80s, I mean, like, I remember probably up to even the early 90s, like, when you would go work, uh, like, the bingo at the church and come back and you were just, like, you didn't smoke, but you were just a smoke. You were like, yep. a, you remember Pigpen from the uh, yep. from Peanuts? <laughs> Except it was cigarette smoke. Cigarette just. smoke, yeah. But smoking was beginning to get a little bit of a bad rap in the 80s. Yeah. But when you go back to this kind of stuff that we're watching, the 50s and the 60s, it was it was just right out there. There was a, I can't remember where this was, but some flight I was on a few years ago that was one of these like super discount flights where the, the plane was probably from the 70s or whatever. And the uh, the armrest had... The little, the little cigarette hole in it, yeah. Yeah, which you couldn't use anymore. But I was like, can you imagine that? Like you're in a contained little tiny tube flying through the air and everybody would have been smoking on this thing. We, I'm, I'm, I think we lived... It was before you kids were born, but it would have been around that time Neil and I came back on a flight. We came back on a night flight uh, from Toronto to Fredericton, and it was it was around 7 o'clock at night, and the place, you could smoke. The place was just like a, a fog of smoke, and it yeah. stunk, and you could hardly breathe, and it was just awful. I'd never been on a flight like that before or since. Well, you can't smoke on them now, but yeah, yeah it was pretty, pretty pretty rough yeah so now just whenever i guess just seeing that guy smoke i'm like yeah like i just multiply that by like like oh yeah everything in the world smells like smoke or it's funny with that maison Koku comic where it's like these two main characters are having their little meat cutes you know outside the apartment building while they're hanging up laundry or whatever but then i'm like you know what even though they don't smoke 
they both smell like smoke. <laughs> this is ruining the whole scene for me. Like, I can't stop imagining how everyone smells like smoke all the time. So anyway, <laughs> I thought that was kind of interesting. Thank God we're moving away from that, that world.